Welcome to Hot and Healthy, where the hot girls are healthy and the healthy girls are hot. I'm Mariah. I'm Samantha, and today we have another special guest who we're so, so excited about. We know you guys love hearing us talk, but we know you also love a guest, and we've been having such a good lineup. We didn't want to interrupt with our own stuff, so next week will be a big episode all about us. Yeah, happy freaking Monday. We're bringing another guest on. It's going to be a good one. We'll do a big catch-up next week, but as for right now... We'll introduce our guest. (laughs) We are here with our special guest. We're so excited to have her on, and I'm just going to pass it over and let her introduce herself. Hello, everybody. My name is Nikki Font. Should I just get into the about me right now? Go for it. Okay. Okay, cool. So my name is Nikki Font. I do fitness, motivation, lifestyle content on honestly like every platform you could think of. I am on them all. I studied business marketing when I was in college and I played soccer literally my entire life through college. So once I graduated, I was working a corporate job and I absolutely loved working corporate. It was like my dream job. It was commercial real estate. And then during my first year, it was 2020. So I graduated in 2020 and obviously, as you guys know, like everything went to lockdown and I had to go home from working my corporate job working remote. And so that's also when soccer ended for me. So I was trying to figure out kind of what to do with my life at that point, because I was also taking 21 units for three semesters, like fall, winter and spring, also working part time. And it was just a lot at once. So when everything went remote, I like stopped playing soccer and I stopped going to the office for my corporate job. So I still had this like crazy work ethic mentality, but there was nowhere to put my efforts into. So my brother and I one day were just kind of like playing video games upstairs during lockdown. I believe it was like April at this point. And I was running every day, but it didn't really make sense to run all the time because I wasn't training for soccer anymore. But in my head, I was like, I still need to train for soccer because that's all I knew for like 17 years of my life. So my brother and I were talking and I was like, should I start up a fitness page again? Because I used to have one like three years prior to this and then deleted it and got embarrassed and all that. So he was like, you should start a fitness page again, but instead of wearing other people's activewear, you should start your own brand and just like wear it and market (laughs) yourself. I was like, that's brilliant. And so literally after that conversation, I started looking at manufacturers and I would just, I just let this freaking go. Like I ran with it. So I started a brand in a couple months. She was a confident queen back then. I literally just started (laughs) and launched My very first launch ever was July of 2020. So just like maybe three, four months after we had that idea and it did really well. I profited from it and I was like, wow, this could really be a thing. And I didn't even have a fitness page or anything at the time. So fast forward, I kind of just created a fitness page and whatnot. I'm sure we'll get more into this stuff later, but I've always had a passion for like health, fitness, wellness, and with my own journey, I struggled with a lot of like stomach issues and I've just been through a lot with health and my passion in life is living for others and that's just kind of what I'm able to do every day with my platforms that I have now I can't believe that you like just jumped into your own brand that's so so cool definitely went for it and it was more of a hobby too then at the time because like I said I loved working corporate but there wasn't much to do because when lockdown happened everything was kind of paused so I think you know there's a, it's a blessing and a curse with 2020. But for me, it really gave me an opportunity to just work for myself and start a business and just have this entirely different lifestyle than I probably ever would have had if COVID didn't happen. 
Yeah, I think it's crazy that you were working corporate and playing soccer. Like you were in college doing all that. I remember hearing that in like one of your YouTube videos about like your journey. And I was like, am I listening to this correctly? Like how <laughs> did she pull all of that off? Can you talk about like that workload and like how you managed like those three different aspects of life? Because those are all so different. Yeah, so it, honestly, looking back at it, it was a crazy, it was a crazy time to think that I actually did. I juggled all of that. So I did college for three years. I was never one to be like super smart. Like I always had maybe like a 3.0 GPA and that was me trying really hard. Like I was one of those students where I worked, I felt so much harder than everybody else in the class, but I would still get C's and B's and D's. Like I just, I struggled in school a little bit. So I went into college playing soccer and I was taking like 12 units my first year. And so my student counselors, kind of like messed me up. They were the ones that made my schedule. So they only gave me 12 units where you should be taking about 16 to 18 units. So they put me behind. And this kind of made me like, when I was, uh, when I finished my first year, I was like, okay, I'm behind now I need to catch up. So I took summer school just to get caught up. And I accidentally got a little bit ahead. And I was like, oh, that was so easy. Like going to JC over the summer, you can just take like random electives and like easy classes and you don't realize that mm -hmm. in four weeks you can finish an entire semester's worth at your four-year university and transfer over and it's like 60 bucks for those classes which at a university it could be like a couple grand so i noticed that uh freshman year going into sophomore year went into sophomore year being a little bit ahead was playing soccer not having the best experience in soccer but like it was my passion at the time and it was what I thought was making me happy, but it was actually making me very, you know, stressed and anxious. I don't know if you guys played college sports, but to anyone listening that plays a college sport, you know, like it takes a toll on your mental and your physical health. And when your coaches want your sport to be number one priority, but your professors want academics to be your number one priority, you're literally like, you, you have to choose sometimes and it's just really stressful. So. Now we're in my sophomore year, I'm taking like 18 units and doing soccer as well. And it just kind of felt like that's what I should be doing. I didn't really think anything of it. It just felt like a normal load for me. And then now we're in summer from sophomore year to junior year. And at this point, I'm not planning on graduating early or anything. I'm just doing what I'm doing. I'm taking summer school and I'm taking about 12 units that summer, which is a lot. That's like a regular um, semester at a university. And this was when I was doing my internship for the corporate job I ended up working for. So this was like the dream job. My brother had already worked at this corporate job. So he was able to kind of like land me this corporate internship. And it was me and like 11 other guys. And it was just us. And I'm talking like you wear a suit when you go there. Like you have to be like very top notch. Everyone at that corporate job was a lot older. I don't even know who she was, but I was very confident and I was speaking my opinion to the board <laughs> of these like millionaires and stuff. Like I was just going for it. And me and one other guy out of 11, at the end of the internship, we got offered a full-time job at that position. So I was like telling my parents, I was like, this is my freaking dream job. I was 19 years old and uh, the CEO was like, I don't care if you have a degree. I love what you have to offer right now. Regardless if you have a degree or not, we're gonna teach you like what you're gonna end up doing here anyways. And so I was telling my parents, I'm like, dude, I can, I can start working corporate now. My mentality has always been grind now, work hard, uh, make a lot of money and then chill out later. So mm -hmm. I was all for it. And my dad was like, no, you're finishing school. Like you're halfway done, just like finish it. So I realized, and I'm so happy that I had this realization, but like I was praying on it all the time. And I realized 
I can't pass up this opportunity. So I decided to take 21 units that fall. And I was like, I can cram 21 units fall, winter and spring and a little bit of that next summer. And I can finish two years in one like in one school year. I had to get all these paperwork signed off by like counselors and all these people to be like, I'm able to take all these classes. And I was playing full-time soccer. So I went up to my coaches in the fall and I was like, literally like a week before senior day, I was like, Hey, like, I just want to let you guys know I'm a senior technically. And this is going to be my senior game, my last game. And my coaches were like, Whoa, what? And I just, at that point, I was like, it's time I put me first. I've always put soccer first. I've always put my coaches first. I've always, you know, just, I never put myself first. So I was like, this is something that I feel like I owe it to myself. And I kind of wanted to prove other people wrong to be like that girl that always had a 3.0 GPA, went to a division two school instead of D1 and all of that. I was like, I can finish early and land this corporate job and I can be successful. Like I wanted to prove that to myself, but more so I kind of wanted to show other people too and just kind of be like, she did that. So I did that. And I started working part-time three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Let's say now soccer's over. We're in January of 2020. I'm still taking 21 units, but I was able to cram all of my classes either Tuesday, Thursday, literally like eight hours nonstop of 21 units. And then I was working part time Monday, Wednesday, Friday, eight hour days at the corporate job. And I was going into the office because, you know, it wasn't COVID yet, early 2020. And I was still practicing with my team a little bit because it was spring season. It wasn't mandatory, but it was just kind of like you finish out like the fun season, if you will. That was 2020 for the first three months, January to March. I was like, I was going through it. I did not know I was like depressed and anxious and, you know, going through all of that until I came out of it. But I was grinding like every day was wake up early, go to bed late, nonstop. My brain is doing eight different classes and it's also working a full-time corporate job and playing soccer. And I had a boyfriend at this time. I just got a boyfriend, my first ever like real boyfriend. I was doing all that at once. And so once COVID happened, we went online for school and we went remote for the corporate job. And then soccer just kind of like, it was pointless for me to play because it didn't matter. So I was like, I'm just going to stop that. Honestly, it was a blessing in disguise for me because now since I didn't have to go to class and physically be there, I was able to get all of my assignments on a Sunday. And since they were due by the end of the week, I could just grind all day on Sunday, finish all of my classes and then focus on whatever I wanted to do the rest of the week. But even with my corporate job, since I was kind of like a ghost employee, I was the last one hired since everything kind of paused, they weren't able to train me much. So it was just like, just log your hours. That's what you're going to do for now. And if there's a meeting, you could sit on the meeting, but there's no point to show you things because we can't, you know, physically show you everything kind of just halted. And I finally was able to sit and think. And I was the most anxious I'd ever been at that point because my body was so used to being numb and just go, go, go. That that's when my brother and I had that conversation about a month after being in that headspace and just kind of running four to six miles a day, having a very unhealthy relationship with fitness. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to decide to start lifting. My boyfriend is also in the military. So that was when he left on his very first deployment, which was in April. Like he literally left the month COVID happened. I literally went from like a thousand to zero on every aspect, like boyfriend gone, job at a halt, <sighs> school online, no more soccer, like in fear, like closed. So yeah, that's kind of how that, that work ethic was instilled in me from school. And I just rolled it into starting my own business, which was kind of like my school fix. 
and then having my corporate job even though it was online that was still my work fix and then i started learning how to lift and recording my workouts that i didn't post on social media yet but i was still filming myself to track my progress that was like my soccer aspect and then my boyfriend it was a long distance relationship but still i had that so that's how i balanced everything and then it just led to where i am today wow Oh my gosh, that's a lot at once <laughs> to happen. But like, you seemed pretty set with your job, even though like COVID played a part in that. Did you have support from your family and obviously your brother, but with starting your brand, even if you had this job already? So they were obviously so for the corporate job. It was like, we're very old school where it's like you, you go to school, you go to college, you get your degree, you get your corporate job, you go to your nine to five and you know, that's it. And then like, that's, that's your life. And you have your career mm -hmm. for you know, five to 30 years. And maybe you bounce around corporate, but like, that was like, uh, what they set us up for, which I'm very grateful for. But when I started my brand, my mentality, when I first started was honestly, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but I know it was more of just for fun. I never started a brand to be like, this is what I want to pursue. I'm starting a business. It was almost like, a little bit taking it more serious than merch, but I was just like, I'm going to launch leggings. And they, at the time it was 2020 mm -hmm. uh, summer and I launched ombre leggings. So very, do you remember the Gymshark leggings that were ombre? Oh yeah. <laughs> so my very first launch was uh, four pairs of ombre leggings. It was like blue to white, pink to white, pink to like a light gray and black to white. And just like these one size fits all tight crop tops. And so I just kind of launched it thinking, let's just do this for fun. Let's sell what people think I'm wearing. That's cute. My logos were a mess. I made money on the launch, but I, looking back at it now, I used to spend so much money on all of that. Like I used to buy my bulk order of leggings and stuff, get it in with no logo at all. And then I would drive it to my local cannery to go get logos printed on it because I didn't trust my manufacturer at the time, which is like Nikki what, but I just didn't want them to mess up all the logos. So I would drive it. I would drive my orders to the people that ordered it in like a 50 mile radius. Like I would, I would go far. I didn't know how to use the post office. So I figured I would just drive them. And I used to like print out every single logo or label, cut it out myself, tape every single corner. Like it was hours putting into this, but I was learning. I had no idea what I was even doing. So that's how that started. My family was shocked when they found out that I broke even and even profited a little bit on that first launch. But like I said, I never expressed like I wanted to do this full time. I kind of just kept doing it. So once I sold out of that first collection, I was like, well, it's time to do another one now. And then I just kind of took it serious was like, I'm going to do a legit photo shoot, like I'm going to get everybody involved and try to grow this. And so at that point, I was like, I need to make an activewear page so people can like go somewhere to see just my activewear. And that's where Nikki Fa underscore fitness came. So the page that kind of is where I make a living now for the most part, that was essentially supposed to be my activewear page where I would post my workouts, but I was always wearing Nikki Fawn activewear. And that's where people could see like my activewear on a person being functional. It's squat proof. Like I wear it every day and I only wear my brand because that's how much I love it. I never wear anyone else's brand. That's where the fitness page came in. Fitness page started blowing up. I started posting my workouts. My journey was on, I'm going to grow a butt because I <laughs> played soccer my whole life, quad dominant, flat butt. So that started taking off. And then I started getting brand deals. And at first my parents thought I was buying all this stuff that was coming in. And they're like, why are you <laughs> 
working on this random stuff. And I was like, no, I'm actually getting it for free. And then I started getting paid to get products and it was just a snowball effect. So there was only one point where I kept saying like, wow, I got 50 followers. I'm at 70 followers. And I kept bringing up my followers. And one day they were like, we get it. You're getting, you're getting followers. We get it. (laughs) Noted like mental note. So I stopped talking about it until later on when I started getting paid to do things. They're like, why are people paying you? And I showed them my platforms and I was like, yeah, I just didn't say anything because it seemed like you guys didn't really care. But now that everything's, you know, working and I've showed them that I'm making money off of it, they're very supportive, but I'm the only one that's ever invested in my brand. I'm the only one that's ever put money into my brand. All the revenue that Nikki Fun Activewear has ever generated has been reinvested into the brand. So I just try to get better materials, better products, supplies, marketing, like I pay out my ambassadors that receive commission. Like I've never paid myself, which I think is what makes my brand so special because I'm genuinely doing it to help other women feel comfortable and confident in and out of the gym and creating a community of women, as you guys know, to just become 1% better daily and to live for others and shine their light. And I, it's just amazing to see my ambassador program grow every month. We're at over 500 girls right now, which is just really amazing to see and that I'm bringing these girls together and they end up meeting each other in person because they realize they live in the same state. So it's more of a movement, I guess you could say, but I'm just I'm just trying to create a safe space and a positive fitness gym culture for girls to feel like they have a place in this industry because a lot of brands only reach out to quote unquote fitness influencers that have a big following and I was that girl that had 50 followers and I was that girl that started from zero and wanted to keep posting my content. So those girls deserve just as much recognition as the ones that blew up from one TikTok and whatever. So that's, that's where I stand with activewear. And now it's my full-time job. I don't work corporate anymore, but my family is on board with what I do because they're seeing how successful it is. But I'm just, I'm very proud of where I started and where I came from and where it's at now. Yeah, I love that you say the community is like a big thing that means a lot to you. It's not just the products, it's not just the brand, but it's what the brand stands for. Um, is there anything else that you think really differentiates you and your your brand from other competitors on the market? Because obviously there's a lot of big names out there and it must be a little intimidating um, to be you know smaller. Obviously we love your product and so do so many others, but I'm just wondering like, does that weigh on your confidence? How does that make you feel as a business owner? Yeah, so this, my activewear brand goes very, it's very similar to how I run my fitness account. So if you notice on my platforms on Nikki Font underscore activewear and Nikki Font underscore fitness on Instagram, for example, uh, my activewear page only follows myself as a, uh, like the CEO and the content creator. And my fitness account, I only follow a couple, like not many people. I think I follow like under 100 girls. And most of them are like my actual friends I've met in person. And I don't really like to, this is a personal thing. I don't like to follow many accounts or look at other brands because I don't want to accidentally take their content or take their ideas. I'm trying to really grow my business solely from my own mind. So I, with activewear, I've actually knocked on wood. I've never compared myself to another (laughs) brand in a negative light. If anything, I'll see like a Gymshark, for example, and be like, that's sick. I want to be like that. And I'm going to be like that, but I need to do it at my own pace. And I need to set my own goals and celebrate my many accomplishments along the way. Because I think if I follow a brand like Gymshark closely and I see Whitney Simmons doing a launch, then I'll get in my head and be like, dang, they probably made a million dollars off this launch where I only made X amount of money. So I don't compare myself to other brands. I only compare myself to where I started and 
celebrating my many accomplishments along the way has really allowed me to just enjoy the journey of continuing to grow. And I think what sets me aside or sets me, yeah, sets me aside from these other brands is that I, as a content creator, own my own brand and it's not merch. It's a legit activewear brand. So the fact that if you go to my website, you see a touch of Nikki on everything. Like I'm actually redoing my entire website right now. So our next collection that's launching in about two weeks, it will be a brand new website as well that launches with it. And it's, there's some of my sayings. I, like I said, there's a touch of me on every single product and in every single photo. And just, I like that it's personable to me. So I like that when women come to my, to my website, they can see like, wow, Nikki actually cares about her business. She's not just trying to make money off of it. She's actually trying to like inspire women and help people become a part of a community. So like I just said before, I have the ambassador program and I think what really separates me from other businesses is that I like to include everybody. It doesn't matter your shape, your size, your age. Some of our ambassadors are 16. Some of our ambassadors are 40 and they have kids, but they still push each other. And I love being on the activewear account and seeing all the girls tagging us in activewear. And then when I go to their pages and look at their posts, I can see other ambassadors commenting, hyping them up, supporting them. And I just know that it's pretty awesome to see that I brought them together. And Nikki Fon Activewear is the reason that they have like a smile on their face when wearing the activewear. And last point to this is that this ambassador program has been going on for about a year now. And I've seen girls, I've literally watched girls go from only buying leggings to buying biker shorts. And I've seen girls submit their monthly photos and maybe they, you know, were just starting out on their journey and they're literally becoming shredded before my eyes. They're on their weight loss journey. Maybe they're <laughs> on their weight gain journey. I've seen all of it, but I've watched the confidence in them just skyrocket and i've watched their platforms grow i've seen them go from just being on instagram to talking on their stories to making a TikTok, starting a youtube asking me for advice i'm very hands-on i respond to all the dms as best as i can as quickly as i can yeah that's that's how i feel like i'm different is i'm actually personal and i actually care about people i don't just care about taking your money like i give my girls discounts i don't make as much money as i could be making with it but i want it to be an experience and i want them to feel like they could be a part of something as someone newly into the ambassador program, I guess, because I've been an ambassador for, you know, smaller, different like, businesses and brands and stuff like that. And it's not the same at all. You are so inclusive. You are so supportive. And everyone that is included in the chat that we have, it just, it shows. And not only do I see it within your clothes, I see it within your page and you do set yourself apart and like you are, are so articulate and like so passionate about your own brand about fitness and you can you can see it yeah i'm just i'm so happy i'm to be a part of your team and i'd love to see it grow even more but yeah i'm it's awesome what you do <laughs> thank you i'm mm -hmm. i'm so grateful for every single one of you guys in that group chat like when i say to you guys in there like like you guys are literally making me cry sometimes it's because it's just it's so amazing to have such an awesome support system. Like you guys keep me going. If I did not have you guys, if I go through the struggles that it is to run a business by yourself and I didn't have you guys to motivate me to be like, I'm so excited for the launch. I cannot wait. Like this looks so good or whatever. Like you guys give me something to work for. So I'm so grateful for every single person. And the best part is, is now I have an, I have an intern. Her name is Callahan and she helps me run the ActiveWare page. And whenever she's like, hey, Nick, like, she comes over to work sometimes. 
she'll be doing one of the posts and making a carousel. And she'll be like, Nikki, do you know who this girl is? And I'm like, that's Sweat with Sam. Or that's like Yabo <laughs> Yum. Or like, I know everyone's name, whether it's their Instagram handle or their actual name. Like, I know who every single one of you guys are. That's really precious. I think, like Mariah said, it does show in everything you do, like from your content to the way you run your business, like how much you do care. And that is such a differentiator. I also think it's so obvious that you have an education. A lot of people who start businesses these days on social media, it's like a money grab and you run your business so professionally, like someone with an education would. And I just, I want to say that I value that. I know a lot of people these days, like I said, don't always value that, but it, it tr shows tremendously and you're doing great. Thank you. Thank you guys. Of course. <laughs> we had to gas you up a little bit, you know? <laughs> Do you have okay. any... Oh, <laughs> no, go ahead. I was just going to ask if you have any tips for people that are trying to start their new brand or just little tips that you found on the way or little mistakes that you found on the way that you kind of grew from. Definitely. So... If you're listening, I have a YouTube channel too. It's just Nikki Font. I do, I'm, I don't gatekeep. I like to share as much valuable information as I can with everyone because I feel like there is enough room for everyone to start their own business and to grow. Like this is a huge world. So um, I would say just go for it. Stop saying I will do it once I hit a thousand followers or I'll start, a, I'll start my first YouTube video once I get a decent amount of subscribers. I said that for the longest time and I wish I just started when I first had the idea because you know, you're only going to be this young. You're only going to start out this early. So, I waited so long to start my TikTok and when I eventually started it, it did blow up and I'm really happy that it grew as quickly as it did, but even with my brand, I think the most I'm so grateful that when my brother said, "Oh, you should start an active war business, I was like, let's do it, let's run it. And I did it. And if I didn't do it during COVID July, it probably would not have popped off as well as it did. Because if I waited, a lot of people started fitness pages during uh, the COVID year. And that's how they started growing because so many people were at home and they, you know, were looking for like workouts to do. So they started following all these fitness creators and following all these people that were just posting about their passions. So if you're passionate about something, just do it. We don't care what anybody else thinks. The only opinion that matters is your own. If your parents don't support you, who cares? Because you can prove them wrong. If anyone ever says you can't do something, I feel like that's the most motivating fuel that you can get to just prove them wrong and be like, no, I'm going to do it. You're going to watch me. And then when you come ask for free things, I'm not going to give you the time of day because I feel like that's the best feeling ever. So just do it. Don't wait. No more waiting. Yeah. I like that advice a lot. I think a big thing that probably holds people back is like the fear of failure. And it just sounds like that was never an option for you. You knew you weren't going to fail and you just had, and like, honestly, shout out to your brother. What a good brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so big shout out to him. But like, he just gave you that boost of confidence. It's almost like you knew you were supposed to do it and you wanted to do it. And he said, do it. And you were like, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. And you never second guessed if it was going to work out or not. You just knew it was going to and put in the work to make sure it did. Yeah. And even if something does fail, I mean, take that and learn from it. I have not had a smooth, like growth scale from when I started. I've had a lot of hiccups. I had a huge hiccup in January. One of the dark, like one of the darkest times I went through January of this year, I had a slip up, not a slip up. I just kind of had a hiccup with my manufacturer where I had this huge launch. All the ambassadors did a pre-order and my manufacturer was like, hey, we, we like something happened with these materials and we can't keep producing. 
And I was like, no, you need to produce what I ordered because people already bought it. It was just, it was a mess. So I had to kind of cancel that launch, refund a lot of girls and break the news to them. Like, Hey, this is not going to happen. I was stressing out because I'm a woman of my word. And if you, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it and execute it and do it to the best of my ability. So the fact that that was out of my control, I had to cancel a launch. And at that time, there were also rumors that they were doing layoffs with my corporate job. And I was like freaking out because I was like, I'm the last one hired, which means I'll probably be the first one let go as well. So I was like, how am I going to make money? This is so stressful. So that went on for about two to three months. And, you know, I prayed on it a lot. God has a plan. And with that, I had been wanting to quit my corporate job for a while to pursue the activewear, but I did not have the... I don't, I don't even know what other phrase you'd say, but I didn't have the balls to quit. I just <laughs> was like, I can't, I don't think I can do this, but I ended up getting laid off in April. And I think it was the biggest blessing in disguise because it really made me put now 110% into my activewear business. And now I've scaled it and I'm still continuing and working on scaling it. But yeah, everything happens for a reason. But with those failures or with those downfalls, there is something brighter on the other side, but you have to push through them because if you let it stop you, you know, you're just going to let that failure win and we can never let failure beat us. Absolutely. Freaking lutely. That's awesome. Do you have any upcoming goals? I know you have a new launch coming out this month. I don't know if you want to like put that out there yet, but yes, I, think it'd I, be will. Good. I will. So the new NF act and I call it, it's NF and Nikki Font Activewear, but we're leaning more towards NF now. So the new NF collection is going to be the Aurora collection and she's stunning. I'm so excited. I've been posting a lot of sneak peeks on my Instagram and stuff, but I'm just really trying to hold back until it's time. But <laughs> it is, what is it? October 4th today. The goal is to have the launch around the third Friday of this month. So maybe in like two weeks is the goal, but there'll be more info to come. That is a huge one. I'm really excited for it because this is the first launch that we're doing while we are now shipping internationally. So just hit another huge milestone, which is opening up our brand to shipping international. And just to give our listeners like or you guys as listeners a little bit of a realistic moment, I launched international shipping and I was like, this is going to go crazy. Like so many girls have been asking for it. I've gotten two sales in a month from international shipping. I've gotten one from Canada and one from Australia. And I'm <laughs> so grateful for those two girls because what I know it works that I got someone to buy it. But, you know, <laughs> I had this, I was so excited to see like all of these orders coming in. And although I've only gotten two, it's better than zero. So set realistic goals for yourself. You know, I know it's, it's a long-term goal. So the fact that now international shipping is open, I think it will be really cool to see more girls potentially buying in this launch that's going to be dropping in a couple in like two weeks so that's another one and then there are a couple other things that I'm working on that I don't want to share yet but I have like a whole five-year plan so every time I do a launch just know that it's not a spur of the moment they've been planned for months and months prior so I have the next three launches already planned out so like the fact that the Aurora collection is finally launching, I'm like, just get out there because I'm tired of seeing you and I need <laughs> other people to see you so we can just move on. But I'm really, I'm really excited for this one. So if you guys are interested in some really cute activewear, NikkiFont.com. It is going to make the butt look massive. Crunch, <laughs> <laughs> but I wore them today. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's flawless. I'm so excited. 
and the photo shoot was super cute too. So I'm just, I'm ready to share that content. I'm so excited. Every time I wear a piece of your, I mean, I really only have shorts because I'm just obsessed with the way they make my body look, but every time I wear them, someone compliments like multiple people, like whether I'm in the gym, walking into the gym, in the parking lot, at the grocery store, which I feel like at the grocery store, it just brings looks, but (laughs) of course I wear them to the grocery store if I'm like, have them on, but like literally no matter where I go, even if it's like my bright pink ones or just like my gray ones, someone's commenting on them because they look so freaking good. I love it. I love it. Gotta get my girls, gotta get my girls fitted. Love that for you Yes. Yes. Always making us look snatched. (laughs) That's the whole slim thick vibe. We love it. Yes. Yes. Muscle mommy. So you speaking- imagine- oh, go ahead. Sorry, you're kind of like delayed on my end. <laughs> Seeing girlies like internationally in your activewear brand, like that's just so inspiring. I feel like, oh. I see girls at my local gym sometimes. I've seen there's been two, two accounts. One, I was at not an influencer gym, but it was it was a gym that looks really cool to film and like the entire gym is black. Everything is just like dark black spotlight and stuff. But it's not for influencers. It's just a really, you know, pretty gym. And I was there with one of my friends, and she's also a content creator. And we we're just filming, and I was doing a vlog. And I look up, and in my vlog, you see me go, "Oh my gosh, Callie, she's in my activewear." And this girl was wearing <laughs> the the original biker shorts in the dark gray, and I could just like stunning. Like her body was incredible, and just seeing like her butt, not to be like weird, but like I see a lot of girls. I mean. My job is to go through your content and make content yes. out of all the photos you guys send. And for the most part, they're like, you know, showing off the gains. So I see this girl, I'm like, oh my God, her butt looks so good. I was like, I want to go up to her, but I like, I'm so nervous. I didn't. And I shut up because obviously she was, oh. you know, she bought my ass yep. But that was the first time I saw it like in action and I had no idea who that person was. I was just like, whoa, like she went to my website, she bought something and she's wearing it and that was her own decision and yeah just that was it was really is crazy to me it's crazy to me you see it on social media all the time but it's just like seeing followers following your account it's like on tiktok i have over 150,000 followers but it doesn't it just feels like a number but if you really think about it and you fill up a you look at a stadium with 150,000 people all those people are there to support you and that's a really crazy concept to like actually remember that these are real people that are watching you every day and you may feel like you're you know just filming it alone but like you're putting it out there for people to see yeah and i've seen one one other girl at my local gym some girls have come up to me and they've told me that they're ambassadors and i'm like oh i know who you are but i had no idea they were (laughs) asked to take pictures or they're just like saying really kind things and when i have those real life in-person interactions that's what like that's what i live for like it really truly makes my day so if you're an ambassador or you own Nikki Fun Act when you see me outside like I might have RBF but I'm really nice so like if you come up to me like I'm so <laughs> grateful to just like meet you guys in real life because I have so many conversations in the DMs and I respond to every DM like I said that I see so being able to meet you guys in person I'm just like oh I want to have an event and I want all of you guys to come and I just want to work out and hang out and talk about life because you guys are awesome please <laughs> Yeah, it's in the works. It's in yeah, the works. it might not be until next year, but it's in the works. <laughs> I'm you here to absolutely. You should absolutely have an event. But I wanna for people who don't know, you live in LA, correct? I don't. I actually live in Orange. Oh, okay, okay. In my brain, that's like all the same. <laughs> if you're from California, uh, you'll know that like LA and Orange County are like an hour and a half apart. But yeah, basically, I I could drive up to LA today if I wanted to. It's pretty close. 
Okay. Okay. So you're in like the thick of like the influencer areas and like, I just am curious about like the pressure maybe you feel or the difference almost of like living in the middle of influencer culture. And obviously you're friends with some other influencers um, who I know and love. They don't know me, but I know and love them. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to kind of hear about like those relationships. Like how do you, I guess, how do you even trust other influencers when you know it can be such an interesting culture to be a part of? That's a very, that's a great question. So when I first started out, I've never looked at other quote unquote, like influencers and like thought they were a threat, thought they were a competition, nothing like that. I've always seen them and been like, we have similar interests. I would love to meet you to just kind of like do what we are both passionate about and just hang out by working out. I don't like to go out and party anymore. That's I started partying when I was really young. So now it's just like, I literally, what you guys see on my social media is what my life is. I go to bed at like 9 PM every night. Like I, I'm just very realistic for what I post, but Orange County is like a bubble. It is a bubble that is like, if you grew up here, you most likely live here. It's a very desired place to live, which is like amazing about it. But I'm just grateful that like, you know, my parents live here because I live with my parents. It's not as influency as, or influencery as you would think, but at my <laughs> local gym, there are a lot of like 16 year olds that film themselves and they look like the quote unquote e-boy. The girls are wearing Nikki Fon Activore or Gymshark or like those brands. And it's definitely a cool culture to be around because if I pull out my massive camera and I'm filming myself in the gym, no one's thinking twice. They're just like, oh, it's dope, good for her. Some people have come up and they've been like, what camera do you have? Or, hey, are you like, I've seen your TikTok, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. So I feel very accepted at my gym, even though it's just like your regular rec gym. There's, it's not an influencer gym. But when I go up to LA, which is like an hour and a half away, I'll go to the influencer gyms like Zoo Culture or John Reed or like Gold's Gym and the, uh, those gyms up there. And you definitely get more of that LA stigma where the people are into themselves and it's a different type of gym culture in my opinion you have people that moved there from different states to pursue like the quote-unquote fame life but like on social media and i've met a lot of really fake people that want to use you for clout or they just want to do a collab and that's fine like i'm all here for doing a collab but out of all of the women and the men that i've met in the fitness industry i've only taken out like a handful of actual real friends i would say like Tamara Fitness, her and I are like real friends. Yes, we do the same thing. We'll film content together. But there's a lot of times that we just hang out and we don't film and we'll just get lunch and hang out. But the fitness is what brought us together. My friend Callie Fuller, same thing. Our fitness pages brought us together, but we are real friends, talk about real life. Like we FaceTime all the time. We hang out and we'll just like go get acai bowls and not post anything. Olivia Poling, also great. Like Brinley Joyner, she lived in LA for a year. Now she lives in Florida. I just visited her in Florida like a couple weeks ago with my boyfriend to like see if we wanted to live there. Just, I've made a lot of lifetime friends through the fitness community, but I've definitely met a lot of fake people too. And you can read who's fake and not mm -hmm. based on if they post you or if they decide not to post you or if mm -hmm. it's, you know, they you turn on a camera and they have this crazy fun personality, but the second the camera goes off, they get quiet or they get, you know, different. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Everyone has their own personality. I will never judge someone based on their personality, but I know who I can trust and I keep mental notes on some people and I'll still hang out with them, but I know who's a real one and who's not. I love every single pe person you named. <laughs> I, I was, pages. Thinking, I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. But those I'm like, 
you like all the time that I'm like actually yeah I was like oh my god what a great judge of character she has because I love all of those girls (laughs) (laughs) okay so I love all the fun chat but I know at the beginning you said something about like some health struggles with your fitness journey and um specifically gut health issues which I know a lot a lot of girlies struggle with so can you quickly touch on that before we wrap up yes so I've never had stomach issues growing up I was like kind of lactose intolerant but it was just kind of like you take lactate like that was my only thing growing up and I was always the type of person that, you know, played soccer, was very athletic. So I ate anything I ever wanted. And I just kind of, you know, worked out. I didn't have a crazy body whatsoever. I was a little bit thicker of a kid. Like I, I hit puberty very quickly. So I was like a unit as a kid. Always <laughs> but uh, when I was a senior in high school, all of a sudden, my stomach was fine. And then I would stop going to the bathroom for and I'm just very open about this stuff now. But I wouldn't go to the bathroom for like a week at points. Like every week I would go to the bathroom once and it just stopped. So I started going to all these doctors, figure out what was wrong with me. I have a horrible relationship with doctors because in my opinion, you know, there are some great doctors out there, but they only give you so much information just to keep you coming back. In my opinion, they'll give you a temporary relief and then you have to keep coming back or you have a subscription and whatnot. So I've taken literally every stomach pill across the board. I used to take like 15 pills for breakfast. Half of them were laxatives and half of them were um, were like, not to be weird, but like stool hardeners. And mm-hmm. if you think about those two Ugh. things, imagine taking both. It's just gonna mess you up. Like they work against each other. Um, when I was a senior in high school, I just developed a horrible relationship with food because I was in so much pain every time I ate, my food would just sit in my stomach. And then I developed a fear of eating because I was like, if I eat this, it's just going to sit inside of me. So I would literally only eat rotisserie chicken and watermelon. And that was it. And I barely ate. I played soccer every single day of the week. I lost 30 pounds in a month. I was very, very skinny. Like I was very small. And, you know, I was running on like nothing playing soccer and I didn't really think anything of it. Like I said, it wasn't, it was never about my body image. It was never about anything like that, but it was genuinely like a fear of eating because it was so painful. And Oof. I developed just a horrible relationship with laxatives. I literally refused to take them now. I would drink smooth move tea every single morning, which was literally recalled because it was just so bad for you. I would take a laxative every single day to make me go. And it was just ruining my, my, uh, my intestines that went on for about two years through college soccer and everything and then i ended up getting red which sounds so random i really don't believe in that stuff but you know it happened someone we were with when our family was in miami was like told my mom hey i'm picking up something on your daughter does she struggle with stomach issues and my mom was like whoa like yes this was also on a trip where like i was at the worst my peak of my worst so she just like picked up on this was like reading me and whatever and basically she was telling me a lot of things i didn't realize about myself which are completely true that I don't process my emotions. So at the time, I struggled with vulnerability. I never cried because I thought that like being vulnerable was a sign of weakness, which is so wrong. Like I, if you feel something, your feelings are valid, like cry about it, talk about it, get it out, confront those people. But I hate drama. So every time someone would wrong me, I would just push it down. Anytime something horrible would happen in my life, I wouldn't speak about it because I thought if you didn't speak about it, it didn't happen. And that was making me so sick because your stomach is your first brain. So if you don't process these things, your stomach and your gut will hold on to it. Maybe you'll go diarrhea, maybe you'll be constipated. Like if you struggle with talking about your feelings and you have stomach issues, that is probably what it is. 
and doctors aren't going to prescribe you anything to do it. What you need to do is speak about it, write it down, journal about it, just anything like that. Now, fast forward, I decided to stop every single pill I was taking, just let my bowel movements get bad. I think the most I've gone was maybe 10 days without going to the bathroom. And I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired that I was just like, I'm going to cry. If someone's pissing me off, I'm going to tell them you're pissing me off, whether it was family or friends or coaches, whatever. I was like, I need to put myself first for once. And my stomach slowly started getting better. That's when I started my very first fitness page was to post about like food I was eating. It was kind of like a safe space to post about me developing a better relationship with food to be like, I'm going to try to eat something and we'll see what it does to my stomach. Yeah. So now I'm totally fine. If I get like backed up, constipated, whatever, I'll be like, take a step back. What's bothering me? And my YouTube is kind of like my video journal where I'll talk about everything and be vulnerable. And it, you know, I hope that it can inspire other women and help them, but it's also an outlet for me to speak about things. So that's been my stomach journey. Wow. That wow. is <laughs> so interesting that it, like it comes from literally within you. You're definitely going to help a lot of people by telling us that story. Yeah. Because... <laughs> I hope so. So when they say trust your gut, they mean it. <laughs> no, literally. Like, when I was told that too, when the lady that read me was like, the thing that's going to heal you is to journal and to write things down. <gasps> I was like, this lady. I was like, really? No. Like, I need a lack. I need something to, like, help me go to the bathroom. But I was at such a low, bad point that I was like, okay. And I wrote down so many things. It was to the point where, like, I wrote down some gnarly things where I was like, I can't even read you. I can't read you back. I wrote it down to just set it free. I prayed about it and was just like, God, I forgive these people. I don't physically forgive them in real life and let them know I've forgiven them, but I just like forgive them and set them free and move on. So you have to find that acceptance within yourself to be like, you're no longer going to hold me down. You are not worth it to me. I will not see you anymore, but like, I'm just going to set you free from my life. And until you do that, you're carrying those people as burdens with you throughout your day-to-day -day activity when you don't even really realize it, but like you need to set those things free from your mental and your gut because it could have happened 10 years ago, whatever, but like, don't let that hold you back. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for all that you've shared and coming on here and finally meeting you. I'm so excited. Yeah. Please plug yourself, all your platforms, YouTube, all of it across your activewear brand. Go for it. Of course. So my my Instagram is NikkiFont underscore fitness. That is like my own personal fitness page. The activewear Instagram is NikkiFont underscore activewear. Both of those handles are the same on TikTok for the activewear and my fitness. My Snapchat is NikkiFont underscore fit only for my ladies. And then <laughs> uh, my YouTube is NikkiFont and my Pinterest is Nikki underscore font. Thank you guys so much for having me on here. Like this was so much fun. You guys are amazing girls. I'm so happy I was actually able to finally like see your face and have a conversation and hopefully we can meet in real life soon. But I, this podcast <laughs> is awesome. I love the podcast for you guys. Like you guys are doing so good at this. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> that means a lot. That's so sweet. I know we're just like beaming ear to ear, but yes, we'll have to make a West Coast trip and like actually meet you or something because that would be so fun. Yes, yes. And if I have an event, you guys will be the first ones that I invite because like that's going to happen. Hopefully the other girls that I mentioned at this event. Yes. Be really fun. That'd be crazy. That'd be a dream, honestly. <laughs> yeah, just let us know. We'll be there. <laughs> of course, of course. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. You too. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Bye, Nikki. Bye. Bye.